Welcome to the One Answer, Two Question podcast, where my co-host Joe and I talk about current events from a Christian worldview. We invite you to listen. We hope it sparks a lot of questions. We hope you enjoy the conversation today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the One Answer, Two Question podcast. A little bit of a change in format on this particular episode, doing a short introduction to the podcast. One of the primary things that Joe and I have strived to do with this podcast and continue to strive to do is just to be as open, to be as honest, to be as transparent about the, you know, about our lives as possible. Um, and, and as you're listening to this podcast, especially as you get in towards the second half um, you may notice that the podcast maybe sounds a little disjointed. Maybe it sounds like the audio is skipping. Uh, and there's a very good reason for that. And it's because we edited some of this podcast out. Uh, quite frankly, it was a little too sensitive. Some of the details uh, of what Joe and I wound up discussing, uh, they're a little too painful, a little too personal. And both of us were hesitant about sharing that specific level of detail. Um and so the gist of the conversation, the spirit of the conversation is fully intact. Uh, but what I would do is just say as, I, as we roll into the actual podcast itself, if there's anything at all that you feel like you're struggling with, and it doesn't matter what it is, if it's you know alcoholism or it's lust or idolatry or disbelief or anger or whatever it is that you're struggling with, just understand you're not alone, that all of us, Joe and I in particular, there's lots of things that we struggle with. And there's a lot of days where it's one foot in front of the other uh, and trying to keep our faith and also deal with the world. So with that in mind, I welcome you to the One Answer, Two Question podcast, and we hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello, everyone, and, and welcome back to the uh, One Answer to Question podcast. Uh, it's been, as as the millennials would say, it's been a minute. Yeah. So I, it's, yeah, it's legitimately been like six months since we had our last podcast or thereabouts. It was right before the 2020 presidential election for context. Oh, I think we did one for Christmas too, though. Did we do one for Christmas? I, I think we might have. Yeah. Okay. But it's been a while, though. That's the point. It's been a it while. has been it has it's been too long, and I take full responsibility for that. I'll let you this time. Yeah, last time it was my fault. Yeah, no, this time it's uh, this time it's squarely on my shoulders. So, so exactly what has been your problem, Shane? <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be what's on everybody's mind. It seems to be that a, a, a common theme. Um, I'll tell you what's on my mind about the podcast specifically, which is that for the last three to four months, uh, I have felt totally completely unqualified perhaps hypocritical if you will perhaps just totally um totally not the guy that anybody should be listening to for anything on spiritual matters and uh i i felt that you know i i felt like this is the type of podcast where i i shouldn't jump on here and and be sharing things if i'm not in the right headspace myself and then, you know, after we kind of talked a little bit last week, I decided perhaps based on what this podcast has always been, which is not us trying to tell anybody how to believe or how to think or how to live a Christian life, but really more about, you know, two guys just sharing what happens and what comes up in their own life. And 
you know, we got to put it in God's hands that he'll take whatever that is and he'll put it to the right use. So, so here I am, uh, yeah. somewhat, somewhat begrudgingly, um, and somewhat, you know, against my better judgment. I almost texted you earlier and went like, man, I, I don't, I don't feel like I can do this. I don't feel like it's, uh, it's right. But nonetheless, here I am. Well, um, I appreciate your candor. And I would say that I think without, without making light of what you're saying, I, I understand the, what do they call it? The Im, Im, imposters syndrome, because I know you, I don't think that that's really what it is. Um, so I'll take it in a different direction and say that I think that um, having bouts of wondering whether or not you're the person to, you know, share your walk with someone else. Okay. We're all sort of taking this, um, life is a journey as it is, you know, that, and, and Christianity, I think is, is often seen as, well, I said the magic prayer, I'm in the club and I'm all set. (laughs) No, absolutely. And it's not that at all. It's, um, probably one of the most difficult, um, endeavors that we as human beings can undertake this idea of having a relationship with our creator and, and having our own human doubts and our own human struggles and, and weighing that against our day-to-day life. You know, I don't, I don't think there's, I don't think it's easy. And I, and I don't, I don't think it's it's wrong or bad for for you to to question whether or not you're the person or I'm the person who should be talking to other people about our beliefs. I mean, I'm not ordained. I'm not a minister. I'm not a pastor. Neither are you. Right. Sure. So the only thing that we're bringing to the table is that we both have sincere um, beliefs. And along with those beliefs, we have sincere and genuine struggles along the way. You know, not everything is smooth sailing in any um, endeavor or path through life. Certainly, this is not going to be one of those that's easy either. So, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything, you know, air quotes here. I don't think there's anything wrong with me. Um, I don't think it's anything nobody else experiences. I think what it is, is, you know, I've just, I've been a headspace over the last, you know, and I, and, Definitely, I'd be lying if I didn't say that, you know, kind of politics and state of world plays into it and um, really kind of anticipated, I think, the world moving in a different direction, the state of the country moving in a different direction. Um, So, and, and where that comes into play is, you know, I'm just finding it, I'm finding it almost impossible to adopt a you know, love my neighbor, pray for my enemies, pray for the people I disagree with mentality. And it's become much more of a, it's become just in my own mind, much more combative, much more aggressive. You know, it's, it's really, it's morphing. It's, it's not only, it's not a guy who's got a, like in, in my case, I'm not a guy who has a target on Christianity right now and going, I'm trying to strive to be this and I'm failing at it. It's like, I'm going in the opposite direction you know, I'm becoming more angry. I'm becoming more upset. I'm becoming less forgiving. I'm becoming more impatient. You know, all of the things 
And that's where I, and that's why I was saying when I was saying feeling like a hypocrite, I mean, it's very difficult for me to get up here and say, like, I'm going to preach the message of Jesus or even talk about the message of Jesus. If in my own head, I'm just feel so far away from it. Right. Um, yeah, you know, I, mean, I, I can't say, I mean, I, I guess what I would say is that my, my own approach is not, is not altogether different than yours. My situation is slightly different and therefore I have an option to, um, for it to play out a little bit differently. Um, my thing, you know, whether it's been since the election or, or since new year's or, you know, the list goes on. I mean, was it the riots? Was it COVID? Was it being isolated for, you know, so many months? Was it everybody trying to push their ideological, you know, system of beliefs onto me? I think, honestly, you know, in what it is, is that I think I've sort of embraced isolation in a really bad way. Okay. So you're, you're expressing that you don't really feel like you're like a hundred percent, you know, that you can, that you can do this. And, and you're feeling like you're feeling more anger and you're feeling more more judgmental. I'm feeling exactly the same thing, only instead of me driving around and and feeling it, I'm isolating it. So I'm pretending it's not there. <laughs> OK, it's like, I mean, it's gotten bad, man. I, I mean, I'm fed up with the masks. I'm f- I'm just and that, that's that's just one part of it. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, what it comes down to is I don't want to go to the store because I don't want to see anybody with their masks is only like part of it. It's that I don't know. It's just this it's this weird energy where everybody's looking at everyone else judgmentally. I don't really know that. It's just all I see are their eyes. Right. And so so much is conveyed in the eyes, but we see no one's smile anymore. You know, nobody. And even, <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah. even on Facebook, which I can't stand, okay? All right? I guess there's hope for both of us yet. Yeah, maybe so. I still check out Facebook, you know, um, fairly regularly. And what's ticked me off about that is I don't see anybody I know anymore. Right. All I see are advertisements, political things, things about a vaccine, things about a virus, things about how I'm supposed to change this, fix that. I'm over it, man. And it, that and yet that's the only form of um, community that we have left. I've had it, man. Yeah. Well, the, you know, maybe maybe what you're saying is is actually a, a positive in disguise because what you're not seeing, like you said, it's it's not seeing all of your friends, which might be a strong indication that all of the people that you're friends with and have aligned with have all themselves decided to stop using Facebook, you know, and. I because I know I have I, I haven't posted and I, I never was big at it but I definitely I don't think I've posted anything to Facebook in like two years and I haven't even checked I haven't even gone on Facebook in I don't know six months a year there was some point last year where I kind of swore it off and you know it's I've sworn off a lot of things in my life but at this one I was actually kind of successful at it <laughs> and and that's a beautiful segue because that gives me an opportunity to remind everyone to check out our Facebook page <laughs> because <laughs> the Facebook page that's updated so regularly with well, all of the does. latest and greatest <laughs> and that does. neither of us is a believer in. Right. Right. You're really, but... you're really selling it. You're, you're really selling it, Joe. <laughs> well, we have, I have changed the name of the group though. Okay. That's good. Before it was, it was one, a two Q cast. And now it's, it's one, a two Q podcast. Oh, sweet. Good move. 
solid, <laughs> solid move in the rebranding. <laughs> right? Yeah. The um, logo, the logo will remain the same. Okay, excellent. Well, that was my favorite part of it, anyways. So. And I have a coffee cup to prove it. Yeah, right on. Thank you for that, by the way. Sure, sure. For 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 those of you who don't know, uh, Joe actually got um, cups for us with the podcast logo and uh, our, our, you know, and that's pretty cool. It sits uh, it sits in a nice little place on my shelf. I didn't even know it. you're not a coffee guy then. No, no, I am a coffee guy. Oh. I, I I didn't want to bring it up. But the mug is too small for me. <laughs> That's okay. I, I, mine sits on the shelf as well. I actually, um, it's only half the size of what I need to get started in the morning. And I actually got myself an, um, an Eddie Van Halen mug. Nice. I was, I was a, a huge Eddie Van Halen fan and, um, I was sad to hear of his passing, but at least I got his mug. So yeah, no good. That's good. Yeah. Um, Speaking of um, Eddie, um, his son, um, I thought in pop, you know, sort of in pop culture, um, you know, his son Wolfgang released a song. I know we've talked about it, but what's the name of it again? Uh, the Distance. The Distance. And, um, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not an overtly spiritual song or it's not an overtly Christian song in any way. And, and I wouldn't suppose to know his beliefs uh, or say anything about it. But I know that for me, if you have, I think, any faith at all, that song really captures um, that it really captures that feeling that you have for anyone who's passed and that feeling uh, that, that, that they are somewhere waiting for you still, uh, which I think is uh, which I think it's beautiful. Yeah, I've actually um, I follow him on Facebook. And he's put out. <laughs> of course you do. Course oh my gosh. Jeez. This is why I don't see any least, of my friends on Facebook. At least I don't feel like the hypocrite anymore. <laughs> no. Well, see, I mean, I hate, you know, I can say that I, that I, that I dislike hate. So everybody corrects me when I throw out the word hate, you know, hate is such a strong word, but yeah, I'm not really sure talking. Is. About, I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, a social media platform, it's kind of ridiculous that it's it this this thing has taken over so many people's lives. And I don't just mean Facebook. I mean, the whole, you know, stuck online to these social quotes, air quotes, social interactions. We yeah. don't even know how to communicate with each other anymore. Uh, you know, it's pathetic. Yeah, my wife honest. actually just kind of offhandedly mentioned to me the other day, we were, we were just kind of watching the way um, some of the kids that we know interact or don't interact anymore. And it was just like, you know, it was offhanded, but it was just, go, you know, I think the internet has destroyed society. Yeah, I do too. And, <laughs> and the more I've thought about it, the more I think she was right. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. There have been several times over, I'm going to say like the last five years, because, you know, um, my family had a major move out of the area that I pretty much grew up in. And, um, there've been several times over the, uh, the last few years that I've reached out to any number of my, of my friends and typed in my digits and said, Hey, give a call. And I, I mean this sincerely, I would love to talk to some of these friends of mine. And 
I've never heard from any of them. You know, it's, it's, man, it's really, it's really strange to, or I shouldn't, you know, cause I've had, I have one uh, experience in particular uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, there was a guy I used to be really good friends with as a teenager. And he and I were even kind of tight into our you know early twenties and uh, you know, lost contact with him. Got his number from, I got his number from a friend, like a mutual acquaintance and I texted him and I go, Hey man, you know, it's been a long time. You know, we should, we should catch up and, uh, no response. Maybe three months later, I saw his mom and asked about him. She kind of told me how he was doing. I texted him again. I go, Hey man, you know, I just told your mom, let, you know, let's catch up. He, he texts me back. He goes, Hey, who is this? And so I told him, I go, it's Shane. And then, and then nothing, <laughs> no response after that. Wow. Like clearly, clearly like we had a, a, a brief conversation. You knew exactly who I was. And then you just like, and I mean, not even like a nice cordial, like, oh, hey man, you know, nice to yeah. hear from you. It's like nothing. It was crazy yeah. to me. I have to retract um, because I mean, there are, there are a handful of friends that I still talk to regularly, you know, from, from where I lived. Um, Mm -hmm. but these are, you know, a similar situation. These are the friends that, you know, maybe I haven't spoken to in 10, 15, 20, 25 years, a (laughs) hundred. Right. Something like that. Something like that. You sound amazingly spry for centenarian. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) what can I tell you? Diet and exercise is everything. That's it. (laughs) And, um, you know. And again, same sort of thing. I felt like these were these were friends that I was close. I mean, some of them were I was tight with, man. You know, yeah. back in the day, and same sort of thing. Yeah, man. And 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 I I get it. Everybody's busy. I'm busy. You're busy. Um, we're all busy until we get locked in our house for nine months. Right. Then we're not so busy. So what's your excuse? <laughs> right. And the thing of it, hear, hear me out real quick, real yeah, quick, yeah. though, is I'm just as guilty. You know, I get upset that that my friends haven't reached out to me, even though I've, you know, typed my digits to them and asked them to make time and I'd love to catch up with them. But by the same token, how hard am I really pressing that to where I'm reaching out to them? You know, if I don't hear back from them after a couple of weeks, it's like, oh, all right, <laughs> you know? And then I, I don't, I don't make the call. I don't pick up the phone. Well, man, but you're, you know, and whether right or wrong, I know you're a lot like me in this regard, which is that, you know, there's, there's only a finite amount of effort, you know, finite amount of energy, emotional energy that I can invest in trying to get somebody to be interested back in in me and just kind of, you know, keeping a friendship going, you know, like everybody's got a, everybody's got a, a, a set amount that they can. I mean, if you reach out to somebody via text and say, Hey, you know, I'd really like to hear from you, or I'm sorry, I'd really love to hear from you. Um, and then they don't respond. I mean, what are you supposed to do with that? You're, you're supposed to like press them again. Like, Hey, no, nah, man, I really like to hear from you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's the point. There's not, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what happens after that. I guess that's where I am now is just, a bunch of empty, no responses, <laughs> no responses to my reaching out for compassion <laughs> and camaraderie. That's, yeah, man. But that's, uh, you know, that it's, 
you're right. It's tough. It's when everybody, when everybody has, and, and this is, you know, one of the things that I will, uh, I will, I will hit on and I've noticed this, you know, there's a lot of people who talk about how much they've hated the pandemic. I'm here to tell you, there's a lot of people I know who have absolutely loved the fact that they have had a very viable excuse to just be shut-ins. Yeah. You know, to not have to go out, to not have to maintain uh, relationships with people. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's some people that are going stir crazy and there's other people who like just legitimately been like, I'm totally cool with this. And, and, and they don't care if the pandemic lasts forever. Cause it just, they don't, they're in, I think they're honestly in a sick and weird way. I think they're enjoying the fact that they're being forced into isolation. They have an excuse to be the way they've always wanted to be their whole life. Wow. Cause it's tough. Yeah. It's tough to be out and interact with people. You know, it really is. It's a very difficult thing to do, to go out and have to ask questions and to be part of the social structure and to, you know, talk to people and catch up and share what's going on and, and be known to the community that you inhabit. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's not always, that's not necessarily an easy thing. It's much easier to Netflix and chill and update your Facebook status and not have to be accountable in real life, you know, in real time for yourself. So how do you think this applies to, to God, to your relationship with God? I'm sorry. Was that too, was that too heavy? <laughs> no, no, it's a, that, that's a great question. It's, I mean, it really is a great question. You know, how, it, how it applies to me, man, in this particular case, um, I know for me that, you know, whether, whether or not I have, reason to be, you know, my stress meter for a variety of reasons. I mean, I'm just, it's red line, like 24 hours a day. I mean, seriously, I got a guy that lives in my neighborhood with a loud truck. I mean, the, my level of hatred for that guy, and I would use a stronger word if one existed, my level of current hatred for that guy because of his loud truck. It's like the second I hear it, dude, I, I am, all I can see is red. Now, I don't know if this guy knows he has a loud truck, if he just doesn't care. Maybe he can't afford a better truck. I don't know the answer. But all I know is, like, it is messing with my zen, man. Yeah. And, and, and everything, that's the problem. Everything is messing with my state of calm and peace. And I've truthfully, I, I think for whatever reason, I've kind of stopped. I've just kind of stopped asking God for help on it. You know, not that I feel abandoned, um, but, you know, I do construction. I mean, I love Jesus, but he's not going to be out there swinging hammers and digging trenches with me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. I'm like all the prayer in the, all the prayer in the world isn't putting these pipes together. Um, and, you know, that's, that's where I just find myself in this kind of crazy predicament of, you know, living what truly, what truly is by most accounts, I'd say is a pretty blessed life. I mean, you know, I'm not like a jet setter. I don't have a private airplane or anything like that. But, you know, at, at the current time, I got food in the refrigerator. My bills are paid. I have work. Everybody I know is healthy, right? That's, I mean, it's a pretty blessed life. Yeah. And and I've started to actually like, um, I mean, I've started to be angry 
towards this very thing that I'm trying to, that I'm trying to nurture and that I'm trying to build. Right. Like how, how does that make any sense? Like you have a family, you take care of them and then you resent them for taking care of them. Right. And I think that's kind of how I feel like, I mean, you know, I hate to be honest about it cause it sucks no. to, to admit it, but it's like, I think that's how I kind of feel towards God right now. Like he's blessed me and somehow I, I still am, am angry or don't feel the need to have a relationship. And I don't, I, I man, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why, because obviously, obviously I care. I care enough that we do the podcast. I care enough that, you know, I want to get on here and talk about it. I'm willing to, you know, make myself sound like a total ass. No, not at all, man. For future generations by saying it out loud. Well, that, that perhaps. <laughs> What's that? I said, yeah, future generations, perhaps. Yeah, that you might right, be right but, on that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, that's, you know, as, as they say, on Facebook, that's my current mood. Yeah. And then there's some weird emoji that goes with it where it's spinning around and has a strange face. This is, this is going to sound like I know what I'm talking about. And, and I, I really don't other than to say that it's, it's something that I've been trying to put into practice myself for the last couple of months. And it wasn't like, it wasn't so much a new year's resolution, but the nature of my own move to this area, which wasn't exactly what I would have at least chosen for myself. I find myself getting really frustrated and, um, and short tempered. And I found myself taking it out on my family. Mm -hmm. And, um, like I said, I don't know if this is going to help or not, or if it's, if it's even useful, but, you know, taking all of that into consideration, you know, and, and taking the time that I would in prayer, and just feeling so many times that that my prayers would just hit the ceiling, bounce off, and come right back down, and and not really, I don't, I wasn't seeing that they were accomplishing anything. And it's kind of the old adage that prayer is us talking with God, and reading His Word is Him talking to us. I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard that or not. And I've struggled with that because, you know, I go, okay, well. How is it? How is he talking to me? I mean, I could be reading something out of Leviticus. I don't see how that applies to me. You know what I mean? Like I'm reading a paragraph that doesn't apply to what I'm doing. Like, you know, kind of like you said, it's like Jesus isn't going to come down there and help you swing an axe or dig a hole or something. Right. So I, I've often struggled with what it actually means for God to speak through through his word to me. And. I'm still kind of grappling with it. Okay. But, but the thing of it is, is what I've just started to understand in the last couple of months is that I can pray. And that doesn't mean that it's going to, that it's going to, that God's going to answer my prayer in the way that I want him to. I mean, you and I have talked about God as a genie. God's not a genie. We, we both know that. Right. All right. But by the same token, what I have done in the last couple of months, not that I'm like, dun, 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 super Christian, because I'm not super Christian, <laughs> okay, is I've actually made time to read the Bible every day, day in and day out. I don't set a specific time, like I don't have a timer. I don't say, all right, I'm going to read for, you know, an hour and then I can get on with my day. I just sit down and I read until I feel his peace. 
That's it. And I still don't have any answers to any of my questions. I still don't have any resolution to the airing of my grievances or the things that frustrated me a couple of months ago. My circumstance, by and large, hasn't changed. This is where the beautiful thing comes in, is I can I can acknowledge the fact that my circumstances have not changed at all. Right. The only thing that's changed is I've actually taken steps to establishing a two-way communication with the God of the universe that I'm trying to have a relationship with. So rather than it just being me praying at him, I'm opening his word so that if there is to be any communication, at least those lines of communication are open. I don't know what's happening. I'm not him. I don't know what's going on. I don't see any changes yet, but I see the changes in me. I see the changes in my perspective. I see the changes in my patience level. I see the changes in how I react and interact with people around me. So what's happened? I don't know. I don't know what's happened. All I know is I've made a conscious effort to to strive to make time for this relationship with God. And I don't I don't know how I don't know how to elaborate on it more than that. This isn't a 10-step program for anybody that's listening to, you know, to build your relationship with God. I'm not offering that sort of advice, but it's sort of common sense. You know, we've all heard praying is is us talking with God and God's word is God talking with us. That's not new information. We've all heard that. How does it play out in reality? I'm not exactly sure, but what I do know is that it seems to have changed me. Now, I've often I've read off and on throughout many years of my life, but there seems to be something that changes when you're reading the Bible more than four days a week. When you're making God a part of your life, then it seems that His presence is there. Right. I don't I don't know how else to explain it. Well, I mean that. It- it makes perfect sense. It's like with, you know, you're talking about these friends that that you reach out to, you know, these are people that, you know, that know who you are, but if you're, you know, you're only hitting them up every, you know, five or 10 years with a, an unanswered text. And that's the extent of it. You're right. I mean, you're not gonna, they're not going to have much influence in, in what goes on with you other than, you know, a little casual, Hey, I know who you are. You know who I am. We're good. There's not going to be any of the give and take where, as with any relationship, and this kind of, you know, going back to what you're talking about with the isolation, I mean, this is a big part of it. And I think it's, you know, I think it's a big part of why so many of us have critique on society. It's that, you know, engaging with another person or with other people, it requires um, a give and take. It requires an exchange. And what you do is going to change that other person. What that other person does is going to change you, maybe in some small way, but you know, nonetheless, there's an imprint, there's an impact. And um, if you know, it, it, the the Romans, the Romans would say, "Show me the five people that you eat dinner with, and I will tell you who you are." You know, because we do, we become, we become the people that we're around. Uh, that we have relationships with. And if your relationship is with, um, if your relationship was with God, 
and that's an ongoing relationship. And you know, you're going to be more like that. So, um, I don't want to pry too much, but do you even have time to read? Well, so as with all things, I, I long ago decided I would not make lack of time an excuse for anything. Because the truth is, if I got a phone call right now that a loved one needed me for X, Y, or Z, like I would make time to go do whatever that is. Um, you know, I don't have time for a lot of frivolous things. I'm pretty overscheduled, which probably contributes to the stress. But the truth of the matter is, I don't have any time scheduled for God in in the day. Um, and that's the two, you know, it's it's not a time it's not a time issue. It's a, it's a mental issue. What I mean is like, I literally, I wake up in the night, in the middle of the night, thinking about work. Like I wake up in the morning and this, the, by the time my feet touch the ground, I'm already thinking about 10 things that I have to do. And my mind's already an hour or two ahead. And, you know, and my head is just there. Like from the second I wake up until the second my head hits the pillow. And so that's a long winded way of saying, like, I wake up in the morning and could I carve out 30 minutes for the Bible? I could, but my mind's not in it. My heart's not in it. My heart and mind are already off on other things, right? Like I'm going to be thinking about other things because I don't have a, I don't have a way to shut it off other than that. I don't know what else to do. Make time to read, man. And as far as not having the heart for it, that's okay. God gets it. Start out with 10 minutes a day. Start out with five minutes a day. Start out with a Bible verse a day if you have to. For what purpose? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the purpose is. I mean, I, I don't understand what the purpose is of my own existence right now. You know? Um, I don't even know why I'm still here. I mean, you understand my health issues. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, and so what's the point? You know? And it's really easy. It's so easy to go to the darkest places. Absolutely. And and that is what is so remarkable is that I don't see any difference in my circumstances right now, but I'm okay. I'm more than okay. And I don't know how to I don't know how to express it because I can't even like you could ask me, you know, our, you know, we've talked about how to hear the voice of God, for example. Right. I don't know. I don't know how to get God to talk to me in the way that I'm hoping or expecting him to. Like, I want to hear God's voice. I want to know that I'm hearing God's direction. Right. What I have gotten is peace. I, I would accept some of that right about now. Well, yeah. I can't say that merely picking up a Bible is going to turn your whole life around. It certainly didn't happen for me right away. It's been a couple of months. And, you know, talking about being a hypocrite with regard to doing this, it isn't as though it's something that hasn't crossed my mind. But I guess at the same time, I always knew that what we, what, you know, what we were doing was putting the, the genuine struggle out there putting the actual article out there. I don't make any claims to be super Christian. The only thing I claim right. is to be honest and I am grateful for the saving grace of my of my God. That's it, you know? So, um 
to that extent, I would, um, I hope you take that to heart. You know, I don't think that, that doing, we're, I don't think, we're, I don't think you and I are offering people, this is how you do it. <laughs> okay. I don't think we're doing that. Yeah. And, and in case any of you are unclear about it, let's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure just, just rewind and listen to where, what we've talked about it. It'll be pretty clear that neither of us really should be listened to about almost anything. Um, except for, except for what Joe is, is continuing to hammer, hammer me about today, which he's right about, no matter how hard hearted I want to be, which is that, you know, clearly, clearly you're right. I know you're right. I'm not saying that to give you accolades. I'm just simply saying like, I haven't, I haven't acknowledged with what you've said. I haven't acknowledged it directly that yes, I agree with you. I totally agree with you that what you're saying is accurate. What you're saying is the right approach. That's what I should be doing. Um, I'm just saying it's just overwhelmingly difficult at the moment for me to to do that. Well, you want me to give you a surefire way to, to get back in line? Yeah, man. I'm not kidding. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Okay, here it is. You need to get on your face before God and repent. That's what you need to do. Ask his forgiveness, ask for his grace, thank him for his patience and his mercy, and he will turn your life around. That's it. I have failed hundreds of times. And it says in the word that if we draw closer to him, he will draw closer to us. But the thing of it is, is that when we harden our hearts, which we do, we choose to sure. do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We have to acknowledge we have to acknowledge his his grace. Be still. What does it say? It says, be still and know that I am God. Right. That's what it says. So it doesn't matter if you don't know how to pray. It doesn't matter if you don't know how to, how to fix things. Guess what? Nobody knows how to fix things except Jesus. If you've been out of communion with Jesus, then the first thing to do is acknowledge that. And then once you acknowledge that, be honest. It's the first step towards, towards healing the relationship that you have with the Lord. So that's the first step. Am I being confusing at all? No, no, you're no, not not at all. Very clear. It's very okay. clear. Okay. You know, I mean, we're all screwed up, dude. We're all screwed up. You're gonna get it wrong, and you're gonna get it wrong again after that. Sure. There's a verse in the Old Testament it says a righteous man falls seven times and gets back up. I have fallen a lot more than seven times. Right. Why would he impart his grace and peace to someone who isn't one of his children? You know, so I don't know if I'm talking to you or just talking, but no, you're, d- dude, you're talking to me for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> believe me, I'm listening to okay. what you're saying. Okay. And, and you're, you are, your, your choice of words, you said we harden our hearts. And that's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy to be in a position where we're having a conversation. I know that everything you're saying is is the right is the right approach. Like I know a hundred percent mentally. Like I, I I know, and there's still part of me which is like hesitant to want to do it. Yeah. Like honestly, like I'm going like I don't know. I don't know if I really I don't know if I really want to do that. Don't be insulted, okay? Don't be insulted. <laughs> but God is our Father, and we're a bunch of spoiled brats. Sure. 
And when we harden our hearts, really what we're doing is we're, we're playing, we're giving God the silent treatment and we're, we're putting, we're having a little tantrum. I like that. I like that. That's the truth. We're doing, we're doing little spiritual tantrum thing and, and God can handle it. You know, he's like, put on your big boy pants (laughs) when you're done, when you're done, you know, I'll be here when you're done. Right. Okay. That's what we do. Pound your fists on the ground. Yeah. I'm not happy. This is not the way I thought it was supposed to go. This isn't what I was planning. Well, right. Okay. Well, there's your first mistake. And I mean this for everybody, including myself. Whose fault was that? <laughs> right? <laughs> like I said, Joe, everything you're saying is super accurate. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. I, um, I, I'm kind of at a place where I want to just sit for a few and and reflect on all this. Well, I, I hope you don't take me as like scolding from a position of... Not even remotely. Okay. <laughs> not, in the, not even close. Totally... Totally opposite, man. It's all it's all love and support from you. I know that. Good. All right, brother. As always, uh, you know, it was painful at times to share, but uh, you know, it was good a good another good podcast. Yeah. Uh we we hope you we hope you enjoyed it. Um like I said, sometimes as I started it off, uh it's not always gonna be happy. It's not always gonna be uh you know, peaches and cream, uh, but it is raw. It is honest. And I think I would just wrap this up by saying, if you're a person out there that's struggling, uh, you know, in any aspect of your faith, what, what Joe said is, is right. You know, put your alignment right with God, build that relationship. And I, I, and I'm telling you, if you're listening to, to me, I'm telling you flat out, like, yeah, I'm hardening my heart right now. Yeah. And, and that's why I haven't had that relationship. And, and Joe's words, sharing that about uh, the temper tantrum, I, he's right. He's totally right. And I've got to sit and do some serious self-reflection about where I've let my head go over the last four to six months. And, uh, you know, reopen that relationship. I was much happier. I mean, it's you know, I was much happier when I, I, I had it, when I was nurturing it. You know, like you said, he's the God of the universe. You know, we're, we're doing this podcast because we believe at our foundations that, you know, he created it and he created it with the purpose of having relationship with us. That's why he created human beings. That's why we're here. And, and then, you know, for me to, to go off and go like, yeah, I, I don't know if I feel like talking to you right now. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty selfish and short-sighted, especially when we're sitting here talking about it. I'm going, you know, I, I was so much happier. You know, my life is so much better. It's more peaceful when I'm having that relationship with God. Uh, why is it so difficult for me to want to, to open up and talk to him about it? I don't know the answer, but I will share with you next time, whatever I've discovered. (laughs) All right, Joe, have a good night, man. Talk to you later.